Welcome to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft. My name is Fauna and I am your host. This is a witchy podcast for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the social media pages for the podcast at Cat's Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cat's Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cat's Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, witchy peeps. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 39, and it is the last of the four episodes I created on the elements. We first started with earth, then air, then fire, and this week is water. So what is the water element? Water is what the majority of our planet is made out of. It is needed for our survival. It hydrates us, it hydrates our food and helps it grow, and all plants all over the earth. It can be salty, it can be full of minerals, and in general it is just needed for life to be sustained. Water can be cleansing, soothing, it could be fluid, turned into a solid, or in some cases can feel soft, like with snow. But it can also be rough, strong, and dangerous. Like I said, it could be in a fluid or a solid form, but it could also be in gas form, like with clouds. So water is forever changing its forms. You can use the water element to call upon it during a spell or ritual to help aid your work alongside the other elements, or if you want to connect to it by itself, you could do that as well. So the first thing that we are going to go over are the associations with the water element or what the water element represents. Water is symbolized by the color blue, the west, and the time of day that is associated with it is dusk. It is also an element that symbolizes purification, the subconscious mind, love, and emotions. Common spells that the water element is associated with is pleasure, friendship, marriage, fertility, happiness, love, healing, sleep, dreaming, psychic arts, and purification. It is also described to be a feminine element and a receptive element. The elemental that is associated with the water element are the undines or the mermaids. What a lot of people also do when they symbolize just water in general is just any creature that they connect to when it comes to the water. Some people really like sharks, some like whales, some like turtles, some just like fish in general. So there are a lot of ocean creatures that you can use to connect to water. The season that is associated with this element is the fall or autumn, and the magical tools that is represented with water is a cup, chalice, or cauldron. The astrological signs for water is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. A common symbol that is used for water is an upside-down equilateral triangle that has no lines through it. Now that we're at the end of these four series for the elements, all of these elements, at least these four, if you consider something else to be an element to you, if you include or don't include what some people consider as a fifth element, which is spirit, and I've heard before that there are other types of elements out there that people have their own, and it could just depend on their practice, but I don't work with those, so I'm not going to speak about them, but the four elements earth, air, fire, and water, 
all have a triangle symbol either with or without a line and some are upside down and some are right side up. Water can also be seen symbolized within tarot and the water element is represented with the suit of cups that you will find in tarot decks. The step of the witch's pyramid that represents the water element is to will. Just like the last three episodes, I also have a list of herbs associated with the water element. This is also a reduced list because three out of the four elements took up the majority of the book that I use. So I'm going to go over this list and if you are interested in that, I will let you know which book I used. And if you're interested in seeing those additional ones in the list and the other ones I mentioned in previous episodes, maybe uh, grab yourself a copy of it. First is Adam and Eve Root, Adder's Tongue, African Violet, Aloe, Apple, Apricot, Aster, Avocado, Bachelor's Buttons, Lemon Balm, Banana, Belladonna, Birch, Blackberry, Bleeding Heart, Boneset, Buckthorn, Burdock, Cabbage, Caper, Cardamom, Catnip, German and Roman Chamomile, Cherry, Chickweed, Club Moss, Coconut, Comfrey, Cowslip, Cucumber, Daffodil, Daisy, Elm, Eucalyptus, Foxglove, Grape, Hemlock, Hemp, Hibiscus, Huckleberry, Iris, Irish Moss, Ivy, Jasmine, Kelp, Lemon, Lettuce, Lilac, Lily, Lotus, Morning Glory, Mirth, Orchid, Pansy, Peach, Pear, Periwinkle, Plum, Poppy, Raspberry, Rose, White and Red Sandalwood, Strawberry, Sugarcane, Thyme, Tomato, Vanilla, Violet, Willow, and You. Like I said, this is a reduced list that I got from Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Following the list of herbs that I have is crystals associated with the water element. There's opal, moonstone, aquamarine, emerald, pearl, kunzite, and pink tourmaline. But of course, there's always going to be more than I have listed today. So if you are interested in that, I was able to find just these few very easily by searching Google. If you have books that divide crystals by their associations, you could probably find the same things as well. I just don't have a book on hand to go over that for some sources. So if you guys are interested in maybe seeing if I do have some books that might have that, feel free to send me a message. And if you send me a message, I'll dig through my... Um, pile of books to see what I can find for you and see if there are any of those books that I can suggest. The next thing that I'm going to go over are a list of things that you can do to connect to the water element. You can take a bath or a shower. You can take a trip to a beach, lake, river, stream, or just any body of water that you feel that you can connect to. Some people like to go swimming which I do not, I don't like swimming, or if you like going on boats, jet skiing, or anything else that won't necessarily harm the environment, 
because as witches, I'm assuming if you are listening to episodes about the elements, you probably care about nature. So I feel like politely working with the elements in not harming the environment would be preferable. So go for a swim if you like to, or just dip your toes in the water if it's a clean water source. Um, I wouldn't recommend getting in something that seems to be unhealthy or dirty or has unfortunately junk in it that might actually hurt you or anything else that gets into it. So just kind of be aware of the bodies of water that you do work with. Sometimes people might scoop up water from these water sources and keep them in jars to use for some of their spells and any sort of magic that they do. If you like to work with the moon and water as well, you can make moon water. So moon water, if you haven't heard about it before, is you get water in preferably in a closed jar and you put it under the moonlight. A lot of people like to do it under certain phases of the moon and that will take over the properties of that phase of the moon. I use moon water to water my plants. Sometimes I'll use it in spells or I'll put it in my bath if I take one. You can also light a blue candle and meditate while thinking about the water element, the elemental, or anything that reminds you of water. So if you like to think about fish or little shrimps, or if you're a really big fan of sharks, anything that makes you feel like you can connect to water. You can also decorate your altar with tools and things that are blue that represent water to you. There are different things. Like I said, there's different animals. There's just water in general. You can have chalices or cauldrons or just whatever makes you feel like you could get that feeling of the water. You could do a ritual or spell that focuses on a water element. If it's raining outside, you can either watch the rain or if it's a storm. Or just like I suggested with if you're going to bodies of water, you can scoop water in jars. You can collect rainwater or... If you want to particularly use storm water, which some people do separate from regular rain and storms because of the energy that comes along with it. But that is all I have for you today on things that you can do to connect to the water element. If you have different things that you do to connect to water, feel free to send me a message and I'd like to hear the different techniques that you guys use that work for you. And there's one more section I would like to go over with you today on this topic. If there are changes in your life or someone else that asks you for help, here are some situations that the water element might be a good energy to work with. Some things that the water element you could use is beauty to break drug addictions, composing music, dreams, friendship, love, marriage, peace, psychic awareness, purification, sleep, and to break a smoking addiction. Common factors in many of these situations deals with emotions, addictions, or psychic awareness. The water element might not solve any issues or things that you would like to happen in regards to this list of options, and there's many more things you could work with the water element with, but magic, just as a reminder, if I haven't said it for a while, magic isn't a all-solving cure to situations. It should be used as an amplifier or a way to help you cope with certain situations. Don't expect magic to solve all your problems. Always try to solve things in a non-magical way before you resort to magic. 
Okay, so that is all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and the other three episodes I did on the elements. If there's anything you think I left out or should have added, or maybe you think something that I said was completely wrong, feel free to send me a message. And if it's something I can add later into episodes to either correct something or just a cool technique that you are interested in sharing with me, I could either share it on a different podcast or if you just want to keep it between me and you, that's fine. Just let me know. But I am open to having conversations with all of you guys if you agree or disagree with how I practice and the things that I am presenting on these episodes. So... I hope you guys enjoyed it overall and the other ends and any past and future episodes that I have for you. Next week, I actually have another interview episode with you guys. A couple weeks ago, I did an astrology episode with the host of a YouTube channel called Celestial Goodness. And next week's episode is actually going to be an interview. So it's not going to be like a particular topic like Heather went over with astrology. So next week is an interview with Witch Wednesdays and Steph has her own podcast. So if you haven't listened to her before, go ahead and check her podcast out before next week. Also, the following week, which will be the first week of June, I think in the last episode I kind of got my weeks mixed up when I was thinking off the top of my head, but now I kind of have everything like lined up and for sure planned and scheduled it's going to be an interview with a friend of mine and we are going to go over indigenous spirituality within north america or her experiences more with it so if you are interested in that feel free to check in on june 4th and it should be out pretty early in the morning for me it's going to be 6 a.m eastern standard time so if you guys have any questions about the future episodes or Anything about this episode, feel free to reach out to me on the social media pages or you can send me an email. I appreciate every single one of you guys and I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Blessed be.